0: Hola, amigos. Esta es la historia de la Llorona. This is the story of La Llorona. I've been living in Mexico for almost two years now, and this story I'm about to tell you is of a ghost story that, still after hundreds of years, is circulated through every generation. In Latin America, and especially in Mexico, no ghost story is told as often as discussed as enthusiastically and as widely interpreted as the legend of La Llorona. Of course, the older the generation, the more compelling the story. Now it is more of a tale to scare children, but still many believe it to be true. Due to the disturbing nature of this content, viewer discretion is advised. If you like your stories full of intrigue, who done it and unexplained true horror, then you made it. True Horror Podcast is all that. Pull up your bed covers, turn off the light and get ready to hear the bizarre, the mortifying and supernatural tales where you decide if there's truth in what you hear. La Llorona literally means the weeping woman. So it's not surprising that the main characteristic shared by all stories of La Llorona is that she weeps. Many stories have told of what she looks like and what she does, and even more are told of how she came to be such a doleful spirit. Looking through such stories, you'll find many variations. Sometimes La Llorona sees you from afar and pursues you, terrifying you as you flee towards your home. Sometimes she appears riding a horse, and other times she appears in your horse-drawn wagon or in your car, warning you against bad behaviour before disappearing, just like that other famous spirit, the vanishing hitchhiker. In some stories, an encounter with La Llorona is fatal, and she has even been blamed for missing children or for taking a child too soon. It is why the story of La Llorona is often closely associated with children. In some stories, she is said to wail for her own lost or dead children. In many of these stories, she killed her own children when she was alive and is doomed by her actions to be a wandering ghost. In other stories, she appears mainly to women who have children, while in others, she kidnaps children who are never seen again. There are also many stories that show a darker side to her and in fact she is even used in animation or cartoon versions. So surely retelling this tale is a way to warn kids to not go wandering off on their own and to stay close to home. Children in a juvenile detention centre in the 1960s tell of her as having long hair and walking around crying and attacking bad kids in juvie. The children swore it was true. So many tales circulating, but these children from the home believe their story that La Llorona was not quite all there and killed her three girls, aged between 13 to 17 years old. She didn't want them because something had happened to her husband and they reminded her of him, so she drowned them. Their bones are buried in her back. She doesn't know they are dead and she wears a long black cape with a peaked hood and goes around institutions and foster homes looking for her kids. If she sees a girl who looks like one of her daughters, she tries to cut out that feature. The story goes on to say she comes around three days after it rains. Of course, the stories change with how many children she had and whether they were niños or niñas. But it's not just children La Llorona horrifies. La Llorona typically appears as a malicious spirit causing a direct cause of misfortune to the living. Sometimes she takes the form of a dangerous siren, tempting a solitary male late at night by confronting him as a pitiful sad figure hidden under a roboto, a long scarf worn chiefly by Mexican women. When offered assistance, she turns on the silicious gentleman with the face of a skeleton or a wild metallic horse's head, or no face at all. Sometimes she is observed simply roaming about at a distance, or most typically, she is heard weeping and shrieking through the night looking for her children. A chance meeting with her is considered ominous and dangerous." As is generally known, many bad things are met with by night in many countries around the world. The weeping or wailing woman is the very worst of them all, though. She is considered worse by far in Mexico, and much worse than the vaca de lumbre, the fiery cow of Mexico City, which is not as well known, but is said that at midnight comes forth from the Petrero of San Pablo and goes galloping through the streets like a blazing whirlwind, breathing forth from her nostrils smoke and sparks and flames, because the fiery cow, while as dangerous an animal to look at, really does no harm. But La Llorona is as harmful as she can be. Other accounts of seeing her walking normally along a quiet street instead of running and shrieking for her lost children has also been reported. If then people see her as a respectable person, only odd looking because of her white petticoat and the white ribotho which her head is covered, however, if you speak to her at that very same moment, that person dies. The history of these stories are from so long ago that no one knows when the beginning of her began, nor does anyone know anything directly about her at all. What is known for certain, though, is that at the beginning of when she was a living woman, she committed bad sins. The stories deviate from there, and the darkest one I could find out was that when a child was born to her, she would throw it into one of the canals which surrounded the city, and so it would drown. And she had a great many children, and this practice in regard to them she continued for a long time. At last her conscience began to catch up to her about what she did with her children. It is not known whether it was the priest who spoke to her or that some of the saints cautioned her in the matter. No one knows, but it is certain that because of her sinnings she began to go through the streets in the darkness weeping and wailing. It is also said that from the night till morning there is a wailing woman in the streets. Many would try to see her and try to find her at midnight, But none did see her, because she could be seen only when the street was deserted and she was alone. Sometimes she would come to a sleeping watchman and would waken him by asking, And he'd look at the woman clad in white standing beside him with her rebotho drawn over her face, and he would answer, It is twelve hours of the night. And she would shriek bitterly. Then she would vanish instantly, and the watchman would feel as though all his senses had gone from him and would become a dead man. This happened many times to many watchmen who made a report of it to their officers, but their officers would not believe what they told. But it happened on a night that an officer of the watch was passing by the lonely street beside the church of Santa Anita, and there he met with a woman wearing a white reboto and a white petticoat, and to her he began to make love. He urged her, saying, "'Throw off your reboto, that I may see your pretty face.' And suddenly she uncovered her face, and what he beheld was a bare, grinning skull set fast to the bare bones of a skeleton." And while he looked at her, being in horror, they came from her fleshless jaws an icy breath, and the iciness of it froze the very heart's blood in him, and he fell to the earth heavily in a deathly swoon. When his senses came back to him, he was greatly troubled. In fear, he returned to the Diputacion, his headquarters, and there he was told... What had befallen him? Then some time later, he died.. What is most bizarre about this wailing, weeping woman is that she is seen in the same moment by different people in places wildly apart one seeing her hurrying across the atrium of a cathedral, another beside the alleyway or someone by the river. In one single night she will be seen in many parts of Mexico and whoever speaks with her immediately dies in fright. Also, she is seen at times in the country areas. Once, some travellers coming along a lonely road met her and asked, Where will you on this lonely road? And then she answers... Then fire, 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 she runs off shrieking and disappears. Apparently one of those travellers went mad. Whether in the country or the city, this same wailing woman has been linked to the madness of some and blamed for killing many others. Because the wailing woman is so generally known and so greatly feared, fewer people now stop to talk to her when they see or hear her coming. Therefore, fewer now die from meeting her. While this is fortunate, her wailing can still be heard or the sound of running feet, especially in nights of bleak storms. In addition to all the stories we've heard so far, there are many tales around La Llorona's origins. Longer and more detailed common stories that have emerged about her life, death and return as a ghost. Such stories circulate in tradition and handed down through each generation, taking on a new addition each time to the original myth. One of the most common versions of her story is this. A long, long time ago there lived a woman named Maria... She was the most beautiful woman in all of Mexico, muy hermosa, very beautiful, and she herself knew it. Day after day, male suitors begged for her hand in romance, but day after day, men returned home defeated. Con el carazón roto, with a broken heart. This was the livelihood of Maria until a dashing young gentleman galloped into town and turned Maria's life upside down. Elise se loco. She became crazy. She knew in an instance that she had to have him, for he was the only match to any man that she had ever seen in beauty and in elegance. Soon they were to be wed, and not long after, they had two delightful chiquititos, This delight, however, was short-lived, for one damning day the dashing gentleman became grotesque as he rode into town with another woman at his side. He rode up to Maria and pledged his life to this new woman whom he barely had known, because his current wife was no longer beautiful. Maria's heart burst into tiny shards of glass, invisible to the eye but painful for those handling it. That night, in a fit of sorrow and anger, Maria decided to inflict the same agony toward the man that had bestowed it upon her. Maria woke their two children up, took their hands and guided them to the river for a bath, so they thought. Hand in hand, the three little figures immersed themselves in the water. Then, by their mother's wish, she held them under, and sus hijos peconios, my little children, and they never came up for air. After the blood-red glare of fury faded from sight, Maria realized what she had done. She shrieked from the gallows of her soul. My children, before letting the river water fill up her lungs. It is said now this weeping woman, or La Llorona, has returned from the hereafter, searching for new children to claim as her own for all eternity. No two individuals view La Llorona in the same way. Some see her as a ghostly apparition. Others view her as a monster making us feel isolated from normalcy. Older generations, however, take La Llorona as a sign that wavers from being a mother with the world on her shoulders to a key for escaping the harsh realities of life and pointing out the obvious. In Mexico, the story of La Llorona is told to scare children into good behaviour, sometimes specifically to deter children from playing near dangerous water. To summon La Llorona, Mexicans believe that lighting red candles and enclosing yourself in a room where walls are decorated with mirrors while repeating her name, others say she is likely to appear when children are misbehaving. La Llorona also touches upon issues of motherhood, the feminine condition, and the more universal notion of a life after death reflective of the choices made while on earth. In contemporary society, the folklore still has some relevance, not to mention that it remains the perfect story for parents to convince their children to come inside so they'll be safe after dark. Siren, sorrowful mother, child snatcher, harbinger of doom, you can see aspects of La Llorona, legend in several of the past fearsome females in history. Many people believe that La Llorona's legend derives from the Aztec goddess, Ketsukuto, the serpent woman, Aztec goddess of motherhood, midwives and fertility. Ketsukutu was the ruler of the defied spirits of women who died in childbirth. Ketsukutu was also associated with other goddesses who ruled the realm of heaven where the souls of dead babies went. Supposedly, Ketsukutu would appear in the market with a crib on her back and then disappear, leaving only the crib. When the other woman in the marketplace looked in the crib, they would find only a flint knife, the kind used for sacrifices. And some say that Kitsukutu prowled the market as a beautiful woman dressed in white who would seduce young men and then kill them. Our final story about Kitsukutu is about the mother of the god Mikskutu and that she abandoned him at the crossroads. She often returns to the crossroads weeping and searching for her son, But only finds a sacrificial knife. Mikskolthul, the cloud serpent, was the god of the hunt associated with the Milky Way. He brought fire to humanity. Depending on which legend you read, his mother was either Chikokutu or another goddess who was associated with childbirth and children. Her narrative passed down for centuries with so many variations The legend reaches from the southwestern United States, across Mexico and down into South America. Generations of Mexican children have grown up afraid of La Llorona, a wailing woman whose misdeeds in life have left her spirit trapped on earth where she torments little children. She's the stuff of legend, myth and spooky bedtime stories. You know what to do, that five-star review. Or you can swing by YouTube to comment and like. Now, if you want to get more personal and scare me with your tales of horrors, take a ride on the wild side and share them on my subreddit, True Horror Podcast. Until next time, remember that sometimes things you see in the shadows are more than just shadows.